the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a regifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld, and we've been doing it for seven whole seasons, baby! I'm Woo! Adam. I'm Corey! Yeah! That's right. We are talking our season seven wrap-up. That means, my man, we have gone through wow. like a hundred and... 20 something episodes 130 episodes almost something like that yeah because um, the um the this season wasn't even the season with the hundredth episodes right like we've already we've already done the hundredth episode that's what i'm saying uh, like like yeah it was the oh yeah that was prior. last exactly yeah, that was the season, season prior. so we had all 22 <laughs> yeah. plus like those 10 before so yeah this is probably like 130 yeah so so wow that's awesome <laughs> a lot we've only got two more seasons to go and then we're done with seinfeld well Maybe, because as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, um, next you know couple seasons, we're going to be really focusing uh, the Patreon, trying to figure out what we're going to do next. We're going to let our patrons uh, really have a, a, a way their voice in on it. Uh, obviously, we'll give them some choices and everything, but one of those choices will be to revisit Seinfeld. Now, we would if we do go that route, we would figure out something different to do, but one of the choices is going to be to revisit Seinfeld, but we are yeah. going to throw out other TV choices as well. Exactly. We probably wouldn't do a scene-by-scene scene breakdown of it. You know, we could maybe do, like, a couple episodes per episode yeah. and just do, like, a, you know, hey, you know, we watched this one. Let's do a brief discussion and watch another episode and do another brief discussion yeah. and just be like, hey, how is re-re-re-re-re-watchings of Seinfeld uh, yeah. treat you? But if so. our patron members don't think, you know, think that we left everything on the table and we're good to go, then we'll move on to another show if, if everybody wants us to. Um, but we obviously are tackling Curb, your enthusiasm on Patreon, and uh, we still have we're only next week starting season three uh, recording, um, so we still have a ways to go with Curb. So that's that's, it, and that's we're still in the Larry David world, essentially. Yes, and there is some time, you know, like if we need to sit on Curb and basically shift Curb into the Our weekly main, podcast, yeah. and that might be like the weekly podcast. Um, and then and then we're gonna find out the just the next one after that because once we turn Curb into a weekly. It'll go by pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, because it's only ten episodes a season versus the twenty-two. Yeah. So, yeah. but we're here to talk about season seven of Seinfeld, the the season that has the most cohesive structure to it yeah. as a whole. Um, the season that sees, uh, you know, ended with Jerry on the bottom and George on the top. Uh, now, I think our, our, you know, knowing what's coming next kind of clouds that. But if you just look at it. Right mm -hmm. now, as it stands, uh, right now, Jerry is on the bottom, and George is riding high while on Susan's death. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Uh, he's free. You know, yep. he's a free man. Uh, yeah, he's a free agent, had, as it were. <laughs> he's a free agent, exactly to speak in baseball uh, terms. But you know, we've had some other seasons where there have been full through lines before, kind of like you know, Elaine having trouble finding a job. Um, you know, that was, uh, was that last season, season six or season five? I can't remember, um, where she, I think that was season six. Yeah. And it ended with her running into to Peterman, essentially to Peterman. Exactly. Um, but that whole season, it started off pretty much with her, with Mr. Pitt and having to go through all that crap. Um, and then, you know, by the end of the season is when she found a job. So like, th this is not the first time that there have been the through lines, but the big through line has been this Honestly, this pact, actually, when I think about it, I thought it was just Susan, but it really kind of, they tie in the pact by the end. But yeah, so it's the, it's been the relationship with Susan and then literally the next episode of, so season one episode or season seven, episode one, uh, being the engagement, the next one, the postponement and just the, <laughs> seeing the desire, the rest of the season, you know, not isn't about it, but you get little trickles of George wants out and he is not happy. And they're just showing us these moments of him and Susan, not working at all together as a couple until finally the end where she dies at his own idiocy <laughs> because of his idiocy. Um, yeah. I would also say that this season 
is the season of the side characters. We mm. got so many strong yeah. side characters, strong side characters that are going to move forward with us in the show, you know, but like we got Jay Peterman, we got the real Lloyd Braun, we got Sue Ellen Mischke, we got the caddy, dude, we got so many amazing side characters. We got the return of Mickey. Uh, this wasn't obviously yep. his introduction, but we got the return of Mickey. Um, you know, we got some real solid Frank stuff and, and, sign, and strong like, Newman, strong well. Newman stuff. And I just felt like this season as a whole had a very strong emphasis on tertiary characters and actually making them like really good, you know? Yeah, don't forget Ramon. Everybody's favorite. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Ramon. Well, it's funny. We get two of the least favorite side characters in yeah. this season. We get Sally Weaver and we get Ramon. Now, interestingly enough, you and I both remarked on the fact that we think uh, Ramon gets the short end of the stick as far as like what mm. people consider shitty like side characters. Uh, Sally Weaver is a piece of crap, though. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the point of her. Yeah, that's the point of her. So, um, but overall, man, soup Nazi, bro. We got the fucking soup Nazi in this episode, but or this. Season season uh, but we also got uh more of uh the two guys that you don't like yep. uh, cedric and um what's his name bob bob, bob and cedric. yeah yeah so it's it's kind of it's a little bit of a mixed bag although i think the, it, it definitely weighs more into the positive aspects with the side characters but with so many side characters being brought in of course some of them are not going to land as well as others true true this uh, season was a season of tons of classic moments Susan's death, Marissa Tomei in general, you know, her slap and just, you know, him loving her, Jerry or George loving, you know, on her and having a chance with her. Farting Rusty. That Fart is so rusty. fucking classic. <laughs> the the Houston Bastards. Uh, but that was this season. I think that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. M Mrs. Uh, Choate. <laughs> Mrs. Choate, Ch the marble ride. <laughs> exactly. The old bag. The uh, bag. The separate knobs, man. The separate knob. That was this season. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The brawless wonder. The condo, in in the condo board impeachment. The bottle deposit schemes. Like, this was a really solid season. It really was, and truth be told, I thought it was going to be my highest rated season so far. Uh, I, I thought so too. I was shocked when I found out that it wasn't, but we'll save that little Me tidbit too. For, for later, for <laughs> later too. in the in the episode. So, um, yeah. you want to you want to talk about you want to start with our least favorite or favorite episodes? Uh, I prefer to start with the least favorites. Yeah, that's what I figured too. So, so you want to rattle off to me what your your bottom three were? Uh, my my third to least favorite episode that I gave a number, I gave a two in total, was the postponement. Uh, that one just had some things I just did not just did not care for the postponement. I'm kind of like going back through my notes real quick. Um, oh, I don't have any of my notes, so I only have numbers okay. here, guys and guys. Oh, okay, okay. So I, don't, I, I, won't, I won't dive into further uh, about why I didn't well, love it. Well, my, my score is the same as yours, so your notes probably reflect how I feel as okay. well. But, um, so, but yeah, yeah, the postponement, both of us, uh, we actually Fairly both have well. that as, as a two. As a two, okay. Uh, my second to least favorite episode was The Pool Guy. Um, not really Ramon's fault, but there was just, I just, it was a weak episode. And I think maybe that's why people dislike so much about it. Uh, so I didn't care for the pool guy and my least favorite, uh, both of those was a, were a two. The pool guy was a two. And then my least favorite, which was a 1.5 was, uh, which ties the trip part two, I believe. Um, <laughs> uh, but that was the secret code. The, uh, I, that yes. was the one that was the, uh, the Bosco. Yeah. I yep. just, I did not care for that episode all that much. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I remember I wasn't a, a big fan of that one uh, as well. Um, I have I have two that I gave two to, uh, like a two score to, and then I got I have three that are tied uh, for two point five. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Those... So no, so no ones or anything from you. You you kept it. Yeah. Yeah. No Pretty two twos, and then our guys and gals. Uh, I know this is on the free feed, but of everything of Seinfeld and Curb, our lowest 
episode ever rated was a Curb episode, and we both gave yep. it a 0.5, and it was in season two. So go check out our Curb for that. Um, and but we got we got kind of heated at that we, one, too, because it was just like, what the fuck? This doesn't mean anything. God damn it. We did. We did. So my ties for 2.5 are all um, the Friars Club, the Wigmaster, and the Calzone. We tied all yeah. those for 2.5. Uh, most of those were 2.5s for me as well. Yep. And then um, I gave two episodes. I gave twos to um, number nine, the sponge. I gave that a two. And oh, wow. Yeah. I thought I remember liking the sponge. And the um, that was episode nine, right? Was episode nine the sponge? Yeah. Episode yeah. Nine was a sponge. Um, and then uh, the same, I gave it a three. The same postponement. Uh, number two. I gave it a two okay. to the postponement. So I think you and I pretty much felt the same. The season started strong and then mm-hmm. immediately took a, a hard dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, there's a lot of consistency in this season. Yeah. Like it, 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 it didn't dip super, super low, but it also didn't go super, super high. I realized I didn't give a single episode a five this season. Yeah, Not so one. so I have two fives, but I have four fives in the previous season. Uh-huh. So I I do have two fives in this season, although one of them is um, uh, uh, the caddy, and I think Sue Ellen Mishki is it kind of put <laughs> I, that over over the top for me. Yeah, that didn't even that didn't even actually make my uh, uh, top three. Yeah, but I had to. So I'll just I'll rattle off. Um, I again I have two ties and then two ties. So I have two four point fives and two fives. So I have uh, the gum and the maestro both tied for four point fives, and then I have the rye and the can tied for fives okay what did you so, give the rye i gave the rye a 4.5 and okay. i actually called that uh because i still rank them uh you know even though if they have the same score um i rank them uh you know which is the best and i called the rye my favorite episode of the season okay okay so. i you know what honestly i mean i love the caddy to be truthful with you but the rye was a strong episode it was. Uh, my second favorite was the Soup Nazi, which I also gave a 4.5. What number Another... was uh, Soup Nazi? Real quick, what number was that? Yeah, Soup Nazi was number six. Episode six, I gave... Oh, my God. I have three fives. I gave episode six a five. I gave Soup Nazi oh. a five. So there you go. Oh, the there, Rye, the Caddy, and the Soup Nazi are my t- are my all fives. Yep. Ah, uh, Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just nitpicked a little bit more, and I didn't give any fives. I'm just looking back at my uh, season six notes. I did give two fives in season six, and um, yeah, and I think more in some previous seasons. But uh, but yeah, and so the rye, and then the soup Nazi, and then my number four, I gave it to the bottle deposit. Ah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you get some Newman, you get some Brad Garrett being funny. Uh, but I had a shit ton of fours. Actually, I think I had more fours this season than any other season we've had. Yeah, I'm looking through my list, all the numbers right now, and I do see what you're saying. There wasn't any extreme dips like I think in, in previous seasons. There, I do have a lot of fours. Um, I have a lot of threes and stuff, but yeah, I do have a strong chunk of 2.5s like right around that <laughs> like that second that's that uh in that last third of the season they they kind of went weak and then really brought it back to being strong at the very end you know yeah um yeah, absolutely but we both did our math and adam do you have a total score average for this season i do so i uh, put in my comparisons to the previous seasons my season uh, two, because this is when we actually really started uh, doing it. My season two was a 2.8 average. My season three was right at a three. My season four was a 3.14. My season five was a 3.69. My season six was a 3.11. And my season seven is a 3.36. So this is uh, my second Highest average season uh, so far. It is actually a big drop still from season five. I got to go back and look at like season five numbers to be like, how the hell did that get so fucking high? I must have had multiple, multiple um, fives in that season to to get up to that average to be so damn high. Um, but that one had the mango, which the I mango. did give a five. The, uh, uh, the, pu- yeah, the puffy else? shirt. Puffy um, shirt is solid. I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't think I gave that one as high as you did. But there, oh no, yeah, maybe I did. 
Yeah, that was a f- I gave that one a four. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking I had, through I it had, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through it I now. I had two fives. I, I gave the fire and I gave the mango two fives, but I must have had more 4.5s that season than the, this season. The marine biologist was in season five. So that's Yeah, a, and I think that was a 4.5. The dinner party, which I loved, was a 4.5. The fire. Uh, the fire was in the, it. Which I, which I gave a five. I loved the fire. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That is, so for me currently, season five is the best season of Seinfeld, but then season seven is so far my second favorite. My season seven average is 3.54. And oh, then wow. I compared that to my season six because I truly thought season seven was going to be my highest rated uh-huh. of the two, at least recently, you know? And my, my, so 3.54 is my average for this season. 3.61 was my average wow. for last season and I'm looking at it yeah like like you said I have I have I have a couple fives but honestly no I have one more five in uh-huh. in last season than I do this season but I am shocked dude because I yeah. felt overall just if you asked my gut feeling my mm-hmm. gut feeling would be that this season was fucking strong this season yeah. was super fucking fun dude it was absolutely and I I stand by that um, this was a consistent. I would say this is maybe the most consistent, consistent. season so far. Yeah, I agree now, with you. I think this season maybe, is probably the most consistent. Yeah, season six probably had some higher highs for you. I, do you have your season five numbers by chance at all, or no? I, I thought I, I thought I kept them, but I think they're somewhere hidden on my desk, so I'd have to yeah. find them. <laughs> you you do all your notes like handwritten. And I, shit, do. Aren't I you? do. I'm yeah. a digital. I, I everything in like a Google Drive. Yeah, and so I keep everything organized, easy to find, but. <laughs> It's yeah. okay. And I'm very so, much like once I'm done with something like artistic, yeah. I'm just I'm mentally done with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fair enough. But uh, yeah, this was a surprising, um, I don't know, not clarity, but just just a revealing thing. Seeing like, oh, wow, the numbers, they don't lie. And, and yeah, this is not the strongest season for either of us. I think this is literally where the phrase, the numbers don't lie, is like why yeah. it was, it's, you know, came, why people say it. Because I truly thought before I actually crunched the numbers, and Adam saw me like offline doing it. I was like, uh, Adam, I got to redo yeah. these numbers. And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, I like did them like three times because I was like, no, this can't be fucking right. Am I missing a number? Yeah. But no, it's true. And I think, I think that's like you said, numbers don't lie, even though my gut says, I probably loved this season as a whole more than the previous season, but the numbers mm-hmm. don't don't lie at all. No. I mean, just in general, we love the Seinfeld. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, of course. Hey, of it's course. great. <laughs> hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.
I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit. We've talked, you know, I guess maybe ad nauseum, but one of the biggest realizations for me was, and maybe this is because I've gotten older and I, you know, I absolutely assume it's gotten older. It's because I've gotten older. My, uh, my feelings towards Susan Ross and as to and as to how I didn't give a fuck really about her before but as an adult you really see how she's just a genuine nice person who wants to find love and she hasn't and for some reason she's gotten duped in her head that George is the guy for her and she just gets swept into this awful life with this awful person and I just want I wanted her to escape and I knew she couldn't and I knew I was going to laugh when she couldn't. And that's still okay. (laughs) The dark humor is still strong in me, but I had never had more of a desire more empathy. more empathy. empathy. Yes. I've had never had more empathy uh, and sympathy for Susan Ross's situation situation this season. Yeah. No, dude, we've talked about it the almost the entire season. And so of course we have to address it now she got dealt a dirty hand and undeservedly by life, you know, as far as the character mm-hmm. goes. And yes, she was she was way too good for George. I don't know what she like saw in George. Um, but yeah, dude, like like it takes on a whole new meaning when you get older and you're like, oh, 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 oh OK, this is actually kind of sad, but funny because it is funny, you know, <laughs> yeah. and we and you and I are similar in that we love our dark humor and and it's funny when she dies but at the same time it just felt so wrong like she just she could have had a better life you know and she didn't deserve going out like that <laughs> no which made it all the funnier because of it uh but yeah like if, if this was a real human yeah i connected to her as a real human yeah. more than i ever have and i was just like oh oh honey please get the fuck out of this situation. And I do think that that only happened because we talk about this show every single week, you know, and everything. I I don't talk to anybody about Seinfeld as much as I've ever talked mm-hmm. to you. And that includes people, you know, back in the day that I used to like, you know, like talk about it with when it was actually on air and coming out. But now... Like our conversations, I've talked to you more about Seinfeld than anybody else. And it's through these conversations that I love that we basically like we we pushed aside all the the zeitgeist. The zeitgeist mm-hmm. is, yeah, Susan was terrible. Yeah, no, and we all hated her. And then you and I were like, but was she really? Did we yeah. really hate her? Just like with Ramon. Is he really a bad character? He was just looking for a friend, man. Like, you know mm. what I mean? She's just looking for love. He's just looking for a friend. I think there's there's something to be said about these two characters and the fact that you and I have empathy for them. Yeah, maybe we're growing as humans. What about that? Maybe fucking maybe, bro. <laughs> no way. Nah, we're fucking nah. awful people. No nah, fucking we'll, way. We'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to remain our terrible selves. Exactly. Um, but I think the later and, and more we're watching Seinfeld, the more we're just realizing how awful the main four are. And you kind of distance yourself from them a little bit. And Susan seemed the most realistic. You know, she was shown obviously the most uh, you know, next, you know, outside of those top four, she, we saw her the most and she was the person that we could be like, Oh, you're kind of real. I kind of connect with you. And then you're kind of see, see life through her eyes, if you will, where all the others you're kind of getting through these seven seasons. We're getting a little bit more distance because they're getting a little bit more farcical, a, li- a little bit more terrible, terrible. a little bit more yeah. everything to where you're just like, Oh, they are fun characters, but they are not, people that I can see myself in, but Susan was a person you can kind of see yourself in. And so that's probably why we are feeling these feelings now. She was the everyman. 
Or woman. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I know, and we all know, how much you love Newman. How did you think his character was was handled as a whole this season? You know, the right answer is I need more Newman. I always needed more Newman. Um, I, I don't think I got too little Newman, but... You know, there there always could have been more. Um, I you know I don't think he he had, in the bottle deposit he was fantastic. In Soup Nazi he was good. He had that quick little. I mean, shit, jambalaya. <laughs> love love that. Yep. Um, and I like in the the pool the pool guy uh, scene where he refuses to give mouth to mouth. Like there's that. Oh, he, we had him do his. Um, the, the the King Solomon split the bike in two yeah. this season as yeah. well. So there was some solid Newman this season. Um, I just can never get enough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I knew that would be the response, but yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked how Newman was portrayed this season. I thought he had more to do, um, like his actual mm-hmm. own storylines, like the bottle deposit and whatnot. And, and the fact that she calls him Norman was great. Uh, yeah. I, I like Newman this season. I thought they... For me, I thought they utilized him the right amount personally. Mm-hmm. If anything, Goodbye, I would want to see. I didn't buy so. Norman. Uh, if anything, I'd like to see more Sue Ellen Mitchkey. Um, oh, although, I know you would. Although we did remember, we did see her later in the season, and she was wearing a bra. So, it was completely worthless scene too. She like she had that. It was uh, at the, that, the um, that battle. It was the bid by the, the bid, bid yeah. the bid battle at the auction. Yeah, that just seemed they could have had any other person get into that bid battle. It's like they just brought in Sue Ellen just because, and you're right. She looked like she was definitely wearing a bra, which, which is, you know, that's not her character. And I had a problem with that. You know, sleazy. You, C you had wanna, a problem. Yeah. Sleazy. C had a you problem. You want to see her walking down the street, just yeah. wobbling to and fro. <laughs> huh? You, Oh, God, that GIF. Guys and gals, I've looked at that GIF more than any other piece of, of, of pornography I know. ever. You said, you said that ex- exact thing. The last time <laughs> to the exact. point to the point where I know also every like facial expression the guy behind her does you know yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say every direction they move yeah. God my God she's a beautiful Brenda was it Brenda Strong right is Strong it? Yeah. yeah Brenda Strong oh, my God she's a beautiful woman go watch uh, Starship Troopers watch her get uh, cut in half by a door but uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah and she's definitely unfortunately wearing a bra on that one of course yeah unfortunately but you know dude like. The, the caddy, man, he was such a, a fun side character and everything. Yep. There's all these great little side characters, but Jay Peterman, man, we got Jay yeah. Peterman on the show. We know that like his existence is going to do things for Elaine later in the series. You know, things are going to happen. But right now, having Jay Peterman this season, how do you think that they handled like or how do you think they did with Jay Peterman this season? Do we because we're also looking at things with future knowledge in our head. But if you just take yeah. this season, how do you think Jay Peterman was portrayed? Uh, I think he they they used utilized him pretty well i think fairly properly where there wasn't too much but when he came in he was just this over ridiculous caricature and i liked that uh particularly my favorite moment with jay peterman this season would have to be uh the poppy seed episode i can't remember which one it was but it was when he was uh he had to you know go he was in he had to just kind of shake uh, Kramer and kind of throw him yeah. out of the office. That was um, so good. You know. And the door fucking closed yes. in his face. And you could tell that that wasn't like planned, but it came out perfectly. That scene might be one of my favorite scenes from this season. Yeah. My least favorite moment with Jay Peterman was early on in the season where he kind of really latched on to like George. No, uh, which I is, love it was, that. It was the boss. It was the Bosco episode, yeah. right? Where he just kept bringing George, and it's just like this doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, but I guess it does for Jay Peterman because he's so eccentric, out there. Yeah, out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like that, I mean, I did not care obviously because I put the secret code as my least favorite episode yeah. of the entire season, um, and so I just thought that that relationship and his infatuation with George just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and it didn't kind of extend past that 
episode mm-hmm. and everything. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I thought we got a good amount of Jay Peterman. I liked the way the character was handled. Um, I personally enjoyed the the little bit with the, the Bosco and everything, but it wasn't one of the strongest episodes in, in my opinion. Actually, do you remember what was the number? What's the number episode for that? Uh, I do. Uh, the, that one, which was the... Secret code was number seven. Sorry. Number seven. I gave that one a three. So I was wow. I was definitely a bit higher on that one. I was I was enjoying that yeah. one a bit more than you were. Um, but yeah, I I liked what they did with Jay Peterman this season, and I'm very much looking forward to like more Jay Peterman. Um, we obviously got no putty this season. We got Brad Garrett instead, which was not worth it. I mean, I didn't hate him or anything, but it's just that should have been putty. But then we did address the fact that if that was putty, that would have slammed the door on that character essentially at that point, but Mm -hmm. it didn't make any logical sense that it wasn't putty, you know? No, I I didn't. I don't remember Jerry and putty having anything at the end, you know, of, you know, the whole, the whole using the moves and that kind of stuff to where he wouldn't have gone back to him because he had how good of a mechanic he was. Like, you know, you know how good a mechanic is or how good an honest mechanic is? Like, they have a whole thing. And then the, now he's just all of a sudden taking his, his car to uh, Brad Garrett, which he was very ridiculous and how much he loved it. I mean, it was, a, it was funny. I liked it. I very much enjoyed it. But it was just strange. Just strange that it wasn't it's just, it just, It's just... Exactly. Just yeah. strange that it wasn't Putty. And we're going to get Putty back, and I like that. Um, we're going to get some great Putty back. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, some of these great Putty moments. You know, him just kind of staring off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the right. eight ball. Yeah, like, the eight ball. Yeah, I love <laughs> the eight get ball. Some, we're going to get some really good shit. Yeah, and, you know, I know that, that people have mentioned uh, on the feeds and everything on Facebook and whatnot, um, you know, the reason Putty wasn't in the season was some behind-the-scenes stuff going on. But I don't... I don't even with like movies on podcasting after dark and stuff like that. I don't really care about what's behind the scenes. I really just care about the world that's built in front of us. Uh, That goes for star Wars. That goes for aliens. All my favorite franchises. I want to talk about what's on screen, what they're giving Mm -hmm. us. And it just makes no goddamn sense that putty would not be his, his, you know, mechanic. And that's, you know, I, I get that there's probably behind the scenes reasoning for it, but I want there to be a, an in world reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, I would have liked to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, any other side characters that kind of jumped out at you that you enjoyed? I mean, I don't know what we would want to say as a side character. We got more Clompus. Um, we, we always enjoy seeing Jack Clompus. And we're done with Clompus, I think. Yeah, uh, I, think I don't so remember too. if he comes at the finale. Um, but yes, Columbus was great. Uh, you know, in general, we didn't really mention, but the Seinfelds were pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, they got a they got a I mean, in t- pretty much an entire episode devoted to them. Um, you know, at the uh, the condo board, the Cadillac, and it's a solid ass episode. I really enjoyed the Cadillac. I think I gave that one a four. And so yeah, like the Seinfelds did great. The Costanzas always do great. We got a lot of good um, Costanza stuff. Um, the, the billiard room, uh, the, what is it called? The place to be. Uh, yeah, I, that was good. I love the maestro, that yeah. dude. The, the, and the maestro, even though he wasn't introduced this season, we had him before, but like we actually, you know, got more of him, which I always enjoyed seeing the maestro, but we did get hashtag the real Lloyd Braun though, this season. Yes, we got and we're going to get Braun. an even better Lloyd Braun later you know with serenity now and everything yeah yeah but That's right gonna really take things but the gum level. episode man that was a fun fucking episode i i mean i really do enjoy the line this is what it's all about just a couple of guys <laughs> sitting around chewing gum you said <laughs> you said in that episode you like to use that if you can in real life whenever if you I can. can yeah so, <laughs> so good yeah um man. Yeah, and I don't think we get him back, but I really liked uh, Jean-Paul Jean-Paul. I did, like, too. I, I, he's kind of a character that I wish we somehow got back somewhere. I remember commenting in that episode, he would have actually been a great full-time addition to the crew because I thought he jived mm. and gelled really well with everybody. Yeah, he did. I mean, I love I mean, we was sitting in monks and just kind of talking. Exactly. He was he was solid. He was fun. Yeah, that's really awesome. This so. was like I said at the, at the beginning of this, uh, uh, you know, wrap up. This was a strong season for for not like the non main four, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get more of that. I mean, I know we're going to get Sue Ellen with the backwards episode. Yeah, because um, she's the one that gets married, right? In India? Is that exactly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, and she, for some reason, has uh, Elaine be her, you know, maid of honor uh, kind of thing, yeah. you know, and, and just other shit. Uh, we're we're like, going to get Kramerica coming up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kramerica Industries. We're going to get, oh, that, that his, his, Kid, his, his yeah, side, his side, kid side guy, yeah, yeah. with yeah, him exactly. there, yeah, the bladder, yep, uh, whatever, uh, yeah, like we're gonna have some good stuff. I'm excited. Like, there's so much more coming up in these two seasons, and so much like iconic moments coming up in these two seasons. Um, I mean, this season though, I mean, I gotta throw out. If I had to pick, well, shit. If you gotta pick one thing. No soup for you, the soup Nazi. That is maybe, maybe the most iconic thing from Seinfeld that it was used in the zeitgeist and in pop culture, you know, after this entire show. But Spongeworthy was uh, almost equally huge thing. Spongeworthy stuck around, uh, I think, for the long haul as far yeah. as like literally like the zeitgeist. Um, but, you know, scrolling, I'm, I'm, I'm on IMDb right now. I'm scrolling through this season and the Soup Nazi episode, episode six, got a 9.5 user rating from, from people. It is the highest user rating of this season, I, I think rightfully so. Um, but yeah. no, I'm just quickly scrolling through. No other episode broke into the nines this season on IMDb user ranking. So wow. that is mind boggling. Like the highest is like uh, the highest I can see really quickly is an 8.8 for the engagement, uh, 8.8 for the rye. Um, and then bought a bit 8.9 for the calzone. Um, uh, which we neither we both gave the calzone pretty fucking low. Exactly. I hated Steinbrenner was just way too ridiculous. Y- Fuck that episode. And but yet nine point five for the yeah. soup Nazi. And I'm with you, dude. I think if you could take one episode from the entire series, it would be that one. I think everyone has seen that one. I think everybody knows that one. And that soup Nazi is such a huge episode. But. You bring up Steinbrenner, and we've been talking about side characters this this whole time because, again, this is the season of the side character. I did not dislike Steinbrenner as much as you, but please elaborate on your thoughts on Steinbrenner and how they how they used him or more so overstayed his welcome. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. The BFOP Network has partnered with 80stees.com to uh, give you guys a fantastic deal. If you go to 80stees.com and use our code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, you will get 30% off your entire order. I've got a shirt that's come in. It is fantastic. They have got tons of different merch options for any kind of 80s thing that you love. I can guarantee you're going to find it on 80stees.com. Their shirts are awesome quality. The one i am got on right now is fantastic and soft fits perfect. So make sure you go to 80stees.com and use the code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, for 30% off your order. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right, we have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Overstayed, yeah, right. Overstayed the welcome. That's really what it came down to. And I think it was that episode that really pushed me over the edge. Um, 
And, and they did it. They did overuse him just in general. Like he got so much playtime of George coming in because they were pushing this comical element of I'm George Steinbrenner throwing my arms around, but I'm Larry David's voice. Um, I'm being this big comical character in New York, I guess is really what they were trying to push this whole New York ridiculous guy. Cause he's such an important aspect of New York and the Yankees, et cetera. Et cetera. Such, such a character of New York, you know, exactly. And so they were doing a caricature of him. Um, I guess I just didn't give a fuck about George Steinbrenner or the Yankees, and maybe so that's was a part of it. But also, he was just too cartoony. Every time I see, I saw him in a scene, I felt like it was a scene from another fucking show where it was just way too farcical, and it can be used just fine in small doses. But they just started kept going back to it and kept going back to it to where I was like. This is not Seinfeld. This is a fucking ridiculous joke of a show uh, that is, you know, is having the Steinbrenner character in it. Just give me tiny little peppers of him. Like similar with uh, Mr. Pitt. Mr. Pitt is very cartoonish and ridiculous, but they used him the proper amount. Jay Peterman, cartoonish, the proper amount spaced out over time. We, we got, uh, except we got for that one episode that we got too yeah. much of him. And I gave it the last fucking, the lowest score this entire season. But so, so you're right. We did see Steinbrenner more than we saw Jay Peterman or Mr. Pitt. Yeah. I would say probably Jay Peterman and Mr. Pitt combined. We saw more yeah. Steinbrenner, um, which was weird because like, it's also the person who plays Steinbrenner. We don't even fucking know who he is. I almost yeah. wish it was fucking Larry David just with a wig on, you know? At least it would have given yeah. us, like, something to go with. Now, again, like I said, I didn't have as much problem with Steinbrenner as you did. Um, but, I mean, I don't think I would complain if there was less Steinbrenner. Like, I don't think I would have, like, yeah, my yeah. note would have been, like, I want more Steinbrenner if they took him out. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, there's there's certain characters that, you know, and they do a re really good job of doing the time management for most characters. And Steinbrenner overstated his welcome for me. Newman hasn't overstated his welcome for me, but Newman is um, an anomaly. Newman out throughout Mickey as well. Like Newman is the top tier. And then I love, love, love like the Mickeys and a couple other characters like that. I mean, Lloyd Braun, like Mickey and Lloyd Braun, Lloyd Braun they're, they're yeah, the same, same yeah. tiers, you know? It, yeah. Cause exactly. Newman, Newman's like almost like main character. Like he's that one level yeah. right below. Um, yeah, dude. And Mickey, you, you mentioned that we, we got one episode of Mickey. I can always have more Mickey in my life. Yes. You and I both yes. fucking love Mickey. Um, God, I would love, hope we'd love to be able to interview him one day. That'd be so fucking cool. If we yeah. Danny that. Woodburn is a, was a, was a fantastic actor in general and he just does an awesome job in this show yeah. and like he works so well opposite of Kramer it's kind of a surprise that they didn't do more scheming with with Kramer and yeah. um and Mickey like it's just like this is just a this is just it's a shock it boggles my mind why couldn't they gotten written more in for him and the thing that I think is great about Mickey they never go for jokes on the heights and stuff like that you mm -hmm. know what I mean like they never it's never at the expense of Mickey no. yeah because there's the heightening episode, right. which was from last season, but it was never at the expense of Mickey. It's not the it expense was, of it was, it was, the actor. I should say. It's never at the expense of the actor. You know, you're right. You know, it, but it was a it was a joke at um like that all of the other actors of that size of little people actors that they are that it's the worst thing ever. Yet he has to do it, and then he gets in trouble. And, and, and it it's all just like and it worked. Yeah. And it worked because it was the, the person, the kid. Because we it works because we all know that kids grow quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he, yeah. And it also works because we understood like what his job was. Because your whole job when you're a stand-in like that is for lighting. So if you're not the exact yeah. height. There's no point. You don't have a job anymore. This is why Norm Brenner is the the lighting stand-in for for Michael Richards is because they're the same fucking height, you know. Mm -hmm. And hey, by the way, we saw Norm Brenner this season with a talking role. He was Ian. Yeah. He was. You mean Ian? No, Ian. <laughs> with a weird fake beard for some reason, like or goatee. Like, why did he have to have a fake goatee? But. Uh, I assume that was the episode Norm Brenner must have gotten a sad card that episode because I don't remember him talking before <laughs> that. But uh, yeah. good for him. And I and I, you know what? We got Ruthie. We have a Ruthie Cohen episode this season, dude. She talked. She talked. She talked. She was not as good of an actress though. <laughs> no, but but this is you know 
everything that I said earlier about not caring about the behind the scenes stuff, this that was the one episode where knowing the behind the scenes, the fact that they were essentially they wanted to give Ruthie Cohen something mm-hmm. more like almost like a thank you for being for always being there, always showing up, uh, you know, and everything like that. I thought that was very, very sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It warmed my dead cockles. <laughs> yeah, you're you you have nothing but dead inside you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I think I've got all of my uh, notes wrapped up about season seven. I'm, I'm very happy about it. Like I said, this is my second favorite episode so far. Second favorite season. Um, yes, yeah, so, sorry. Second favorite season so far. And I'm kind of curious. You know, like season five. How did it get so fucking high? I've got to go back and look at those <laughs> notes. And it, it really makes me wonder. Like. I maybe that was my peak, um, but we're not like it's not going down. Like I do like that it went down a good bit from season six for me. Um, season six is actually my fourth highest. So I've got season five, then season seven, then season it's, four. It's interesting. Then season, it's season interesting six. because season five had the barber in it, and I still fucking come back. Or was it? It was the barber, right? With with um Newman, where you were upset that Newman only. No, 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 no. That was the. That was the 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 air conditioning unit where Newman only had that one moment and you hated yeah, it. Yeah, well, he it kind of fell down. Yeah, fell on, exactly. You know, fell on, yeah. Now I'm just I'm looking through season five, just wondering why you loved it. Season, Not that there's anything wrong well, with season five. It's a good season. Season five, yeah. The mango was fantastic. Yeah, the mango was fantastic. The raincoats is great. Though yeah, the marine biologist, the dinner party. The Cigar Store Indian was fucking hilarious. We, we love the Cigar Store Indian. And if yeah. you did, did you notice um, the marine biologist on IMDb is the only one. Uh, oh, no, no. The opposite gets a 9.6. And then uh, marine biologist has a 9.1. So that's uh, as far as yeah. user ratings go. Um, those are two very high uh, episodes that, that remember. So this season, there was only one nine you know, rating episode. And that was, uh, that was the soup Nazi with a 9.5. The opposite mm-hmm. got a 9.6 and the opposite yeah, that's very the... fucking good. By the way, I remember not thinking the opposite was nearly as good as, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I gave the opposite a 2.5. While we're talking about the opposite, and I'm looking at the picture of DD Pfeiffer right on the cover, uh, guys and gals, I interviewed DD Pfeiffer for podcasting after dark. She's the one that uh, that that George like you know she she talks to him at at the bar mm-hmm. at Monks you know, and uh, she talked about her her Seinfeld experience and everything. So uh, go check that out. It will actually be. By the time you're listening to this, it might actually be on the Podcasting After Dark uh, free feed. So um, check that out. Our interview with Dee Dee Pfeiffer, we talk about Seinfeld and her her role in The Opposite. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I I didn't mean to plug. I really wasn't trying to plug the Podcasting After Dark. Plug away. Plug away. I I thought that was applicable. I thought it was applicable. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, season five was uh, is my top, and I, I I wish you know what yeah, I wish you knew what your notes were. But next next season wrap up, yeah. I would love for you, and if we have to go back and listen to the other season wrap ups yeah. to figure out which one is like you know your ranking. I'm um, gonna have to. I'm so yeah. by the way, guys and gals, I know for our series wrap up. Yeah. I will go back and listen to every one of the wrap ups and try to get my 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 score so I can at least give that. Um, but I'm not throwing the notes away anymore. I have last season. I have this season now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not throwing them away. Um, but I recommend go digital, man. Yeah, just put your notes. I I started going digital because my handwriting is so fucking terrible. If you remember, I used to handwrite notes, and then like it was a time in our first couple seasons where I was like. What the fuck did I write? I can't understand what I fucking wrote. And then I switched to to just typing them out, and it's just it's been so much better. Well, the the irony is half the time when when you're talking and breaking down the scene, I'm looking at my notes, being like, "What the fuck did I write right here?" <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I just uh, just closing thoughts on season seven. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. I thought it was a fantastic yeah. season. I absolutely fucking loved it. I loved doing it, you know, with you going through it and everything. But more than anything, I think I probably say it every time. I love the more critical eye that this that this mm-hmm. podcast gives me to look at things through and like you said dude 
The numbers don't lie, and sometimes they are fucking shocking. And uh, apparently, season six was a better season, but I, I, you, I remember for, for me, but I remember season seven being very, very strong, and it'll probably go down as being one of my favorite seasons. Yeah, it is a really strong season, particularly as I said, my second favorite right now. But I think without question, it is the most consistent. Yeah. Um, I had no fives and one 1.5. And honestly, I think a lot of stuff hit in that three and then a lot in the four ranges for me. So that just meant this was a just good after good after good episode in this season. So this is a really strong season for anybody to go back and watch. And I am so curious what we got coming. You know, part of me kind of remembers what we've got but at the same time. I'm like, fuck, like, what am I forgetting? Yeah. Or hell, what did I forget that was back in season three, but I think is actually in season eight. Like she's this shit is crazy from all the syndication. My brain is melted, but I am so excited to keep going. Yeah. Cause as, as we always say, like we watched it once in order, but then the, all of our other viewings have been syndication. So our brains are just jumbled from that. But yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited for season eight. Um, I know that we have the little kicks, which is fantastic. We have George, yeah. uh, you know, posing for Kramer, which is fantastic. Or I think it's fantastic. I don't. Oh I don't God. actually know. Um, I personally do remember loving the 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 chicken roaster. The candy. yes, I was yep. just gonna mention yep. the chicken roaster. Yep, we have the Andrea Doria episode, which is great. We have the little Jerry dude, which is fucking yeah. Kramer's. Oh the my! The yada yada is coming. The yada yada. Finally, the, the Van Buren boys, the Susie, uh, dude, dude. So many the muffin tops, the top of the muffin to you, dude. Oh, man. I, the summer of we're George. gonna get Lipman back. Lipman yep. is coming back that episode. Yep. Oh fuck yeah! So, but but like you said, like I'm looking through it. I don't know which one is Kramerica. Maybe maybe none of them are. Maybe Kramerica's in season nine. You know, hello. But oh my god, we have the fatigues. I think that was the episode yeah. um, where where the guy. You know, oh my god, the the Vietnam vet guy and everything. Oh, oh yeah, god. that dude. Yeah. So I mean, dude. I am excited for season eight. Truly, truly excited to get into it with you. Definitely. All right, everybody. As y'all know, we take a one week break before we come back with the next season. Uh, So don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're just reevaluating, you know, letting our livers uh, (laughs) uh, take a little mini break. That's really what it's about to give our livers a rest. (laughs) Exactly. And we will be back with season eight, episode one, The Foundation. Oh man, uh, the 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 blowout from from Susan's deaths, the fallout, I should say. So we shall see what happens, and we'll catch you guys in season eight. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 